Happy Wednesday, everyone. It is Rob Foster, episode number 110. Holy crap, 110 episodes. We're getting there. Of Shut Up and Grind with Robert B. Foster. We show you how to step into your greatness, and we teach you how to become a better version of yourself. So leading into today's topic, yes, though, I talk a lot on this show about self-love, self-care, self-improvement, personal development. And anything that has to do with becoming a better version of yourself. And so fortunately for all of you, I found someone who's an expert in that field. But before we get to her, you know, we got to talk about me. How we doing? This is Rob Foster with RBF Fitness and Nutrition. the value that you bring to the marketplace you know what your passion is you know why you do what you do so racism it's out there but it doesn't have to stop you just because somebody might look at you a certain way that doesn't have to stop your forward progress that's where you have to eliminate the excuses you're gonna make that game plan say for me to get to that point So if you are new to the show, you can kind of tell by the name, Shut Up and Grind. It's a very, very straightforward approach to helping you sift through the obstacles that are in your life or the limitations that you feel that you may have. And we're going to show you how to break through all of that so you can become the person that you want to be. Not who your parents want you to be, not who your spouse wants you, you to be, not who your former mentor or coach wants you to be. It's who do you want to be? And why do you want to become that person? And then what stamp will that leave on this world when your time on this earth is done? All right, that's the purpose of, of this show. So throughout the process, you know, we're going to make you laugh. We might hurt your feelings. We might make you cry. But the biggest thing is that you're going to have a breakthrough, right? So if you, you watch these episodes for the full hour, and I've heard people say, oh, an hour is kind of long. I said, yeah, so are movies. Right. But people sit down and they watch movies and that movie is going to do nothing to improve the quality of your life. Whereas watching these episodes and listening to, to the guests that I bring on, you know, hearing how they got to where they are, because it's one thing to look at someone's end goal. It's another thing to follow the journey. And that's what we do on this show is we take you through the journey of each guest, the highs, the lows. You know, people have gone through messy divorces. They've gone through business partner breakups. They've gone through being dirt poor and having to file bankruptcy. You know, like every every possible thing that you can think of. So whatever it is that's stopping you in your life, you can break through it. You can get through it as long as you want to. Because if you tell yourself you can't do it, then you're just never going to do it. So the point of this show is to get you from where you are Change that mindset, reframe that mind that mindset, get you to prioritize yourself and let you see the need for you prioritizing yourself, and then you can get to where you want to be. So that's why I started this show, and that's why I bring on these guests from all over the world, all walks of life, all religions, all races, all genders, all everything, because we all want the same thing. We want to be happy. So it doesn't matter what demographic you fall in. We all have that same basic need. So and we're going to give you the steps to help you get there. So to help me have this conversation, I have this young woman on with me. And she is the CEO and founder of HappyBeingWell.com, which I was actually just on the site. There's a lot of awesome stuff on there. And I'll have the, the link on when we get started. But she's got the mission of being the number one self-care community in the world. Her mission is to awaken a billion people with a B, right? That's aggressive, and I love that. So a billion people globally to their love while teaching them how to love themselves, reprogram their subconscious, align with truth, universal laws, and create a daily spiritual practice that involves self-care practices. That's awesome. So help me welcome Rita to the show. Morning. Hi. Good morning, Robert. I'm so happy to be here and such a powerful message that you bring to society and to anyone who's blessed to watch this podcast. Love it. Awesome intro. Thank you. So all of my shows, none of them are scripted. 
Like, like I don't have any teleprompters or anything. It's like I just take my life experiences and, you know, my, my upbringing, you know, the values that my parents and my mentors have, have instilled in me. And it just naturally flows, <laughs> you know, and I just tend I just tend to attract other people who, who, who do that because I, I believe I found you in a podcast directory. And the first thing that caught me was your smile. Gonna say is like, like that's what actually made me click on your profile. Was your so whoever, if you or your publicist or whoever selected that photo for you, they did a great job. And then I, I saw what you do, and I was like, I, I need to get her on the show, you know, because it, it showed just from reading your profile, like we speak the same language, you know. Yeah. So, because like the majority of my audience is female, and so sometimes I get pushback to say, Oh, well, you're a man, you don't know what it's like to be a woman. I was like, Yeah, but I know what it's like to be human. <laughs> and whether male or female, we're both human. <laughs> so, right? We have the both the both b- basic needs. So it's yeah. good to good to find to find a female who also speaks the same language, so people can see this is the stuff I'm just making up. <laughs> you know. So where where are you joining us from? I'm joining you from Toronto, Canada, currently. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. N- another international guest. I love it. Toronto. Yeah, because like I really don't read too far into the bios, so all the questions that, that I'm asking you, like I genuinely want to know know the answers because I find the less I know up front, just the better the conversation flows. So if you could describe yourself in one minute or less, who is Rita? Hmm. Rita is constantly on a quest for progression and constantly curious about, you know, what makes anything better um what motivates us you know and what is absolute truth is um a couple things that get me curious and uh so i would i would sum that that would sum me up in a quick little statement as who is rita see i love the fact that you said curious Right, because like my my mind is very very abstract. So like people who know me on a personal level, they know that my mind's constantly wandering. And when it comes to dealing with the human emotion, I like to to get down to the root of what's causing it. So even though I'm a fitness coach, and it's, it's like I I tell people I'm a personal development coach that uses fitness as the platform. You know, so whether I load up, you know, five, six, seven hundred pounds on the sled and I have this hundred and thirty pound woman pushing it. And as she's pushing it, though, I'm asking her questions, you know, like like you can do this. So you're telling me you don't have the courage to do this. You know, it's like just giving them them that that extra the extra inspiration along the way. But, you know, because most people join the gym, they say, I want to lose weight and tone up like everybody says that. But it's like, I, I want to get down to the real why, right? So so what fuels your curiosity? Hmm. What fuels my curiosity? Um, really, just really like how to make things better, progress, um, getting down deep to the motivation of behavior, you know, getting down deep into what are we progressing to, you know what I mean? So, um, and desire, Like what, you know, what is true desire and yeah, basically like motivation, like, and how does one get motivated and how does one find their true purpose? Um, And it varies to person to person. So, which I find fascinating, Um, you know, like there are certain universal principles that, you know, guide us or motivate us, but everyone has kind of like a different rule book as to how to get there. Yes. See, again, I'm glad, glad you said that because there's no, there's no one shoe, one size fits all, you know, there, there definitely isn't. Cause for someone like, like me, I'm very competitive. So if, if something, if there's a, if there's a challenge to anything, that's my motivator. It's like, so this time, time of year now it's summer, it's nice out. I have a bike. I don't really enjoy bike riding. So, but I enjoy competitions. So like my daughter, it's her birthday today. Happy birthday, Olivia. And 
So, like, I'll let her take my car to work, and then I'll ride my bike to the gym. And then every day I try to beat to beat my time. <laughs> you know? so, so it's like that's what that's how I get myself into doing the things that I don't want want to do. So in your travels, what are you seeing as some some of those some different ways people motivate themselves? Mm. Um, people motivate themselves. Some a lot of people obviously focus. I mean, it depends on if you're motivated to find a new relationship or if you're motivated to build a business or you know get that promotion at, at your work. So let's just focus it on professional. Um, you know, a lot of people obviously say it's funny, but, um, you know, if you go deeper, it's like, well, what is that money going to give you? Are you chasing for that certain status They have that title so you can feel more self-respected and feel some certain type of, maybe a certain type of power that comes with that? Like, what's your perception as to what is that really going to give you? What type of security? And security looks different for each individual one is like I mentioned having that sense of status and then another person they may say money but then again if you go deep down it's is it is it more time with your family is it um you know maybe you like to travel more like you have to really dig deep as to really what is wanting you to have that desire so this way you can connect with it more and I feel that more and more people just need to be more connected to themselves and to absolute truth so that we can eliminate confusion and chaos. Yes. So is this something that you always wanted to do? Like, what was your childhood dream growing up? <laughs> um, when I was a kid, I used to um, I used to place like all my little dolls and I put them on chairs and I would pretend I'm a teacher and I'm teaching to them. So, and I must have been about, I don't know, four years old when doing that. Um, and, you know, as you grow through the schooling system, you get ideas as, as to what professions to be. And, of course, I entertained being a nurse um, as I got older. And what else did I uh, entertain? Oh, in high school, I always, like, visualized myself actually as a businesswoman. And, um, you know, it took me a while to, to get to where I'm at now, but, um, you know, went to university and, you know, you just go through, um, growing stages, right. Yeah. To learn more about yourself. Yeah. Okay. So you said you went to university. What did you study? I studied political science and I also studied labor studies. So I had a double major. Ah. So when you signed up for those, what were your plans at the time? When I, um, that's a good question. So when I went into university, uh, you just go in as a general and then you select your major in second year. Um, I think I was thinking of actually going into law school once I selected political science as my major. It was one of my um thoughts I was entertaining um getting going into law school afterwards um getting my master's afterwards into possibly psychology so yeah I was entertaining those thoughts while in university okay good 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 see I asked all these questions because it all ties in together like yeah all (laughs) falling right in line (laughs) and these are good questions i haven't thought about these in years i mean my god i haven't thought about this in over maybe 18 years (laughs) yeah yeah, it's like people say that every single show they're like wow i've never been asked that before wow that's a great question (laughs) it's like like i threw i threw away the talking points after i think it was my my eighth my eighth episode i want to say i'm like this isn't the crap i want to know (laughs) like like, i want to know the goods i want to know the dirty stuff (laughs) then we'll get to the good stuff (laughs) you know all right right so so you graduate college what was your first job after college Mm. um i was a business instructor for a private college that was my first job after graduating okay and how long did you stay there oh um like two to three years Okay. I was teaching. Yeah. All right. And then what did you do after that? I ended up getting into marketing. Um, 
at the time, social media marketing was like really infantile. And so I um, took a job for doing the social media marketing and all, all the facets of marketing, all the digital, like all the rest of the digital marketing, including social media and traditional marketing for um, like an online like gaming site. <laughs> and so that was my basically introduction into digital marketing and um yeah, so I was, and then I stayed in marketing ever since. Okay, so did you ever have a time in your life when you just really felt down? Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I would say 18 years ago, uh, actually, I recovered from a traumatic brain injury. I was a vic. I was uh, struck by an SUV, and I would. Sorry. No, I said, "Oh my god." <laughs> yeah. So um, this is why I'm like so passionate about you know progress and you know understanding our minds more and getting more connected to our absolute truth and ourselves. So this way, we can really tap into. Um, designing life how what we truly truly desire like how what's our blueprint um and connect with that as opposed to some cookie cutter template that we can't really resonate with um so that being said uh yeah so i lost my ability to speak like i mean i could all i could say was yes no you know and my memory was gone. So I had to basically rebuild my mind, re, like retrain myself to fully speak again, fully articulate my thoughts, uh, regain my memory so I could reenter university and, and graduate. And, uh, and I ended up, you know, getting better marks than I did prior to the accident, just because I learned emotional mastery uh, during that process. So it was really down, of course, like you just imagine losing things that you take for granted every day you wake up. And, you know, we talk and, you know, like, I'm going to remember this conversation after this podcast is over. I'm probably going to tell a friend how amazing this podcast is Robert Foster's podcast and everyone should subscribe. Um, And so, but that, that was a journey. And so when you go through that, when you lose something like that, um, and it requires a lot of work to regain and the frustration that comes with that. So I would say, um, uh, there, obviously there was a lot of anger. And so I learned how to redirect that anger to use it. Cause it gives you energy. When you get angry, your adrenaline goes up, you know, it's energy. You're, you're, and so I used, I redirected it towards, okay, what do I have to do to get better? So I was diligent in my studies. You know, of course I, I would listen to lecture, my lectures, and I go right into the library, rewrite my lecture notes. Like I was just, and I, I had to do brain training exercises, which I had I initially was doing, but of course it was very mundane. So I learned creative ways to make it more fun. So I learned the power of making things fun um, to ensure that you actually want to do things and get things done. So that was, um, yeah, one of my lowest moments, I would say, in my life was uh, losing some basic cognitive faculties and then then regaining them. That's powerful. It's a powerful, powerful story. And I just want to add on to that. So, so you lost, you lost your ability to speak, right? So just, just, well, just, fully, just go ahead. Fully. Well, I mean, I could say, yeah, I could speak, but you know what I mean? I couldn't like actually, I mean, if you were to ask me a question, it would always just be yes, no. It just wouldn't um, be very articulate. Uh, so, because it was, I was, I had extreme cognitive fatigue. So information processing was limited for me at the time. Okay. And so did you have time in the hospital? Like, did, did you have to have any surgeries or anything? No, no surgeries. Uh, it was, a, it was closed head injury. So yeah, I was definitely in the hospital. I, I would say for like about a week. Okay. okay. All right. See, so now, knowing what you do now, see, now it all makes sense. 
<laughs> you know? <laughs> we'll see. So, and again, like, and, and I start, I start the shows like this because there are people out there that have things like this happen to them, and they let it completely stunt their growth. You know, rather than doing what what you did, and I highlighted what you wrote here. What do I have to do to get better? That is such a lost art in this world right now because everything is this is this is this is this is this like i said it just in yesterday's show people look for reasons versus solutions you know because i'm I'm cut from from that same cloth now i've had seven surgeries and there was never one well i I can't say that the first surgery it caught me off guard it was something that happened like it was like immediate and i had surgery the next day i was competing in a track meet and my left kneecap my patella tendon fully ruptured to where my kneecap was like, you know, this far up my thigh. Like, it, it was a bad injury. And that doctor told me I'd never run a jump again. And so I had just gotten into fitness at that time. And I was like, like, you're not qualified to tell me that, <laughs> you know, even with your PhD, you like your studies is not in my drive to get better from this, you know? And, so I started started this hashtag called Ignore the Never, you know, because he told me I'd never run a jump again. You take the never out, right? It says I'll run and jump again. And, and, I, and I took that moment as a personal challenge. As I said earlier, I thrive on competition. <laughs> so I just took it as a personal challenge and not even to prove him wrong. I could care less about his, his thoughts. It's just like, I'm doing this for me. And I think once people adopt that mentality, that when you're the best version of you, everyone around you benefits. And I feel especially with females, females want to help everyone else. And then they put themselves on the back burner. And then it you, it ends up straining your, your relationship. You end up snapping at the kids. You, you end up like missing, missing events, you know, because you have too much stress going on. And you need to decompress, right? So with... Like, do you do you agree with with that? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, women. Um, you know, most women are nurturers by nature. So, um, and then you know, just looking at all the message that we get from society and in, term, in terms of media, watching movies, TVs. I mean, we see the mother playing the nurturing role, and so I mean, we we are like this by nature. You know, we are mothers. We give birth. Um, and we just naturally want to take care of our kids and we love them. And, you know, it's unconditional love. Um, and then it, that message is also reinforced by the images that we see in society. So, of course, um, just by default, you know, our programming is going to put, want to put them before us. So, yeah. So I definitely agree with that. Yeah. That's one of the biggest points I make with my fitness clients that, you know, if, if you're dying inside, you're not really helping anyone else. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like if you're, if physically, if you're letting yourself go and I'm not even talking about just weight wise, just even like if you can't run around with the kids, you know, if, if you can't be, you know, like if you, if you just don't have the energy, the emotional energy, it's like, you're, you're not fully present. And so it's like, it's like, yeah, you might be providing things, you know, you might be providing financial assistance, but but they're not getting the best of you because you haven't given yourself your best, you know? So when did, when did you get the first idea to start the happy being well site? Mm. Um, I was working on a project uh, for a startup and they um, had this, like they were, you know, and they were an e-commerce site putting together a bunch of products, um, like supplements. And so, you know, targeting like athletes, uh, for endurance. Um, and so I just started thinking like, huh, I could put together products that focusing on self-care that are, you know, amplifies your self-care practices and spiritual practices because I'm a big meditator. You know, I, I, I love yoga. Um, 
I, I'm all about personal development, a personal development junkie. And so all throughout my life experiences, when it comes to finding something that's like organic or natural, it's always haphazard that I find a really good product. Either I see it at a friend's home or if I'm traveling and flipping through the magazine and I see a product advert or if I'm watching Shark Tank and I see a product that they're, you know, introducing to the sharks. Um, it's always been like a... So I just figured, why don't I just curate all the best products that I've discovered into one spot, you know, for to, to perform your self-care practices. Like if you want to do yoga, there's amazing yoga leggings. Um, there's organic soaps um, and organic facial masks and crystals and sage, you know, for your meditation practices to amplify your meditation practice. So that's how happybeingwell.com got birthed was from that initial exposure to helping develop that e-commerce site around supplements for athletes. And I just got that idea to for have it being well, and it diffuses all of my passions and skills like digital marketing and marketing in general and health and wellness, personal development, self-care and spiritual practices. So yeah, it was a perfect marriage. Well, multiple marriages. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, and that goes, and this goes back to you know the childhood dream of of being a teacher and a nurse, you know, because like you're you're, help, <laughs> you're you're encouraging people to become better, right? That's what teachers do, you know. Nurses help help people, you know, feel better, and yeah. you, you you combine those two needs into doing what you're doing now, <laughs> you know, like. That's like I said. That's that's why I love asking those, those questions because sometimes people think that they're completely unrelated, but then as we start sifting through, it's like it's completely related. It's like you're actually doing what you wanted to do, you know. Just the universe just puts you in a different different avenue, you know. So, who is who is your target market? So I saw on your site that you work with women, but like who and like what are what are their biggest challenges? That's a good question. So uh, obviously women. Um, so I would say two groups of women. So women that already are engaged with self-care practices, who are already doing yoga, um, who are avid meditators. So they're very familiar with the products. These are products that they're already looking for, are already using. Uh, they're already, you know, practicing self-care practices daily in their lives. Um, but I also want to target women who aren't really practicing self-care because I feel like, you know, in my years in corporate America, I, this is what I've noticed. I didn't, I, women were just not really uh, taking care of themselves fully. Like I didn't, like I, I was always like, I would go home and if it was a long day at work, it was like, okay, hot bath. You know what I mean? Long bath. I'm putting in like the bath bombs, the oils, the, the, the bath salts, lighting the candles, burning the sage. Um, <laughs> And then meditating in the bath. And um, and I would be like, I'd always just like have to work, like coming in the next day, I'm like, oh, I would fully relax and fully reset because I had this amazing like bath. And um, and I, would, I always ask them, like, when was the last time you guys take a bath or whatever? Mm. Never, never. Um, it was like foreign to them. And then so also too, be, and I started like seeing, cause I was working at a, at that time at a very busy, very successful marketing agency. So obviously the stress there, you know, it goes into like cycles depending on the workload. Um, so I introduced meditation at lunchtime. I offered to teach med like have people to do meditation during their lunch break. We had a spare room uh, that was really vacant in the office. And so I would run it there and, um, you know, I would say it was like a 50-50 split over like wanting to go and, and, and explore meditation. Um, the people that did attend loved the guided meditations and they became addicted. And then to the point where, you know, I'd get tapped on my shoulder. Rita, Rita, let's go do meditation. <laughs> let's go into the spare room and do a quick meditation. Um, yeah, but it's just, yeah, but it was very, that's when I realized I really do want to tap into awareness and education around women who really just don't, never really experience or understand the benefits of really um, adopting this into their day-to-day -day life and how it can be a great form of de-stressing, receiving clarity, 
increasing their energy and vitality um, and getting to know themselves much better to make better decisions. Um, and that's, uh, yeah, so this is why I have the two sets of my target markets for two sets of women. I'm not going to abandon the other set. Most people just focus on people who already know this stuff, but I just, I, yeah. I want to increase that awareness. Yeah. And it's, it's needed because tr- trust me, it's, it's a huge need. I, I work with it every single day, <laughs> every single day in, in the gym, just constantly letting people just reminding them. It's like, listen, you matter, you, you, you matter. <laughs> you know, so it's like you, you can't just spread yourself to everyone else. And not include you. You know, it's like I'm a single parent of five children. You know what I mean? So I know what being busy means. Okay. <laughs> I, know, I know what it means, you know, but I know men and women were wired differently. Like we can shut down and go take a nap in the midst of chaos. Like I know a lot of women have, they, they just can't do that. <laughs> you know, like my daughter says it all the time. And it's like, it's like how can you be so calm right now? <laughs> I'm like, because I can, <laughs> you know, but. Anyway, <laughs> but but like even even when life do, does get tough for me, I'll put on my headphones and I'll go for a walk. Like my house is close to uh, one of the state parks here, and I'll just go for for a walk, put on some music, or I'll put on uh, either one of my own videos. Not to sound like a like like a narcissist, but I, I like to to listen back to my videos to see if there's anything I may have missed. Or I, I have a couple of my my go to people that that I listen to. I love to hike. I make sure I hike at least once a month. And I do obstacle races because I like the challenge of them. And I make sure I do at least a couple a month. But, like, that's my form of self-care. And then pe- people just have to have to find, like, what is yours? You know, like, you listed several options earlier. But what are the biggest things that you see people kind of gravitate to to try to find their happy place? What do I see? Um, food, comfort food. I mean, you it's really easy to go for easy, quick fixes that are convenient. So, I mean, I was, I did it myself when I was working. There was a time in my life when I was like so busy with like work. It was just, and I was in a toxic work environment, um, dealing with toxic relationships and just, you just get drained when you're in a very toxic, you know, around toxic people or in toxic environments and you're working a lot. You're not really fueling yourself up you know, with self-care uh, or just time for yourself. Um, and you're just on that, you know, you're just constantly running around. Even your quality of your sleep is not even is affected. Like you're not really deep. You're not in a real deep sleep. So you wake up and you feel, you know, a little tired and you don't understand why, because you had your eight hours of sleep or whatever. It's because the stress is, is affecting your quality of sleep. And so, um, I've personally experienced a time, a short period of my, I mean, I was very overweight because I was using comfort food to soothe uh, stress and anxiety, like cakes and pizzas, like excessively, um, like chocolate or whatever I can get my hands on to give me that quick fix of dopamine release, the serotonin release. But it's so artificial. It's only in the moment as you're eating it. And then afterwards, it's gone. That high is gone. And then you're just left with extra weight gain, more fatigue from the weight gain, um, you know, lack of nutrients. Because if you're just putting that stuff in your mouth, you're not uh, obviously, um, you know, looking for nutritional food or investing the time into cooking nutritional food and meal prepping and stuff like that. Um, And then just they distract themselves, um, you know, maybe like doing Netflix binges, like not really dealing with themselves and what's really going on with them. They'll just choose to just like uh, just distract themselves. I see people like people will do that. Like whether it's just constantly watching something or constantly going out with friends. Um, so and or you know uh, they would you know people can develop awful you know uh, substance abuses as well, which is awful. Um, so yeah, those are a few things people would gravitate to. That's a that you know, just a very easy, quick fix in their mind. And and with that, especially with food, you know, being in the fitness industry, I have these talks all the time. No one ever feels good after eating an entire pizza. You know, like <laughs> it's like like no no one does. Like no no one's ever said it, it was awesome that I ate that whole bag, bag of chips. 
You know, <laughs> it's, it's like that doesn't, I don't know. It just doesn't make make sense to me. It's like I was I was overweight once. You know, I mean, like I've t- told the story a you know hundred t- times on this show, but I was overweight one time, and I just made the decision that it will never happen again. And this was before I even became a trainer. You know, it's like so I just knew I'm eating crap. I have to stop eating crap or eat less crap, and I have to move more, and then. I'll get to where I want to be. You know, I ended up losing 45 pounds in little under five months, but like, I just completely zeroed in. It was like, this is not happening ever again. And I find that people, when they have these, these goals, they're not really convicted into those goals where, you know, even using fitness, they'll come and say, yeah, I know I want to lose 20 pounds. It's like, why, you know, and their, their why is just not strong. You know, it's like, oh, well, you know, it's summer. Okay, that's what what happens when fall gets here. <laughs> you know, it's like, you're going to put the 20 right back on? It's like, it's like no, we got to get to the heart of why this 20 pounds is bothering you. And then let's address that need. So that way, once it's gone, it stays gone. Because whatever you lose, you can find. <laughs> right? And so if we're going to make the decision that you're going to get to this place for this reason, so then that way when you get there, you can stay there. You know, so for people that that seek out what you offer, so it's usually people who are, you know, not taking care of them of themselves. But just in your opinion, do you think it stems from just a lack of fulfillment within themselves? That's a really good question. Um I think it stems from, I think it, it, it can stem from a variety of uh, reasons. Uh, one, just being, you know, just ignorant. Like, I mean, you know, maybe, you know, some people are not exposed to the lifestyle of spiritual practices or well-being practices or mindful practices. Um, you know, they just never explored it. So they just never, you know, just never really... Uh, volunteer to take a yoga class or a meditation class or, you know, go on YouTube and listen to a guided meditation. Um, You know what I mean? So they just know what they know and they don't, they don't know what they don't know. So maybe they're just constantly exposed to a lifestyle, you know, based on what's around them of, you know, that's not necessarily that healthy. Um, you know, like on their free time, you know, deal with stress, it's a movie or TV, TV, um, or, you know, just going out to restaurants with friends, um, uh, whatever it is, right. Without really exploring healthier ways to connect with themselves, get to know themselves, release stress from the body, the mind and the spirit and uplift your spirit, mind and body as well through movement through silence, through reflection, um, and to just kind of feel more at peace and that calmness that peace comes with and um, clarity. So that's one reason. Um, Number two, addicted to the unhealthy habits. Um, Again, because that's what they know and we're creatures of habit. So, um, you know, and... uh, Number three, um, you know, just self-sabotage, being self-destructive because they don't, you know, they have a a negative belief, limiting belief about themselves. Um, So they don't like themselves. So they engage in the self-sabotaging behavior. Um, And so most people are not aware of these negative limiting beliefs either that's running their behavior, you know, um, because all this is, in the unconscious. And so, and again, by failing to do practices like meditation and taking time out, they're not going to tap into those unconscious negative limiting beliefs, right? So they're just going to continue with, um, you know, having these negative feelings or beliefs drive their behavior, you know, um, either they're running on, jealousy constantly comparing themselves to other people um so that's on the underlying there is fear 
And if you don't, and it's all like, a, it's a, they're just layers. And if you don't unpeel the layers of the onion, you're never going to get to all the little uh, beliefs and values that are contributing to these negative self-sabotaging behaviors that are just blocking your, your success to grow further. Um, and then you plateau or you just get stuck, you know, in the same place and stuck in those toxic, you know, negative feelings that just don't really feel good. So mm-hmm. those are a few reasons I would say. <laughs> yeah. And then two, two things. So one that I had read in your bio earlier was about owning truth. So I think that's that's one big thing, especially with women, because men, some men, but men tend to care less what others think think about them. And again, I can't lump everyone in, into the same box. It's just in my travels, this is what I've seen: is that like a lot, lot of women take other people's opinions very, very personal. And this goes back to what you said about emotional mastery. And what I help people do is. Outside of the gym, I'm also, I call myself a storytelling coach. It's where I help people unpackage all of just the mess in their life and how to reframe it into a motivational story. And it could be anything. It could be going through your your divorce from me, watching my dad get sick to his passing. You know, like for a lot of people, they can't talk about the passing of their parent without it breaking them down. Like, does it choke me up? It still does, you know, when I go through the story, but it's not about me. It's about the power of that story to help someone else cope with the death of their loved one. You know, so I'm thinking once we realize it's not about me, I can say I did X, Y, Z. Yeah, I did it, but this is how I got through it, right? This is how it it changed me. This is this is, uh, you know, it could be a blueprint for you to get out of the hell that you're in, you know? So I think once people become more vulnerable, I actually did, did a video about this last week, that people people um, equate vulnerability with weakness, but in reality, it's the ultimate strength, you know? For, for me to get up here on the live forum and talk about my father with tears streaming down my face, that's not a weak man. Like, that's courage, you know, it's like that's that's taking that moment and stepping into the moment. And I think too many times we step away out of fear of what other people are going to think. So now we're holding that thing inside of us, which can lead to, to stress, which can lead to anxiety, which can lead to depression, you know, and other. And I am no doctor. This is just Rob's opinion. Know, before the Facebook trolls come out, you know, but, <laughs> but, but you know, but it can lead to those other things. And by just stepping into your truth and owning your truth and putting it out there, you're gonna uh, subconsciously give somebody else permission to do the same thing, you know. So, what are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, absolutely. What you're describing is the Roger Bannister effect. So yeah. I'm sure you've, yep. you've probably heard of Roger oh, Bannister yeah. in the, I believe it was the, either the 20s or the 30s. Um, you know, nobody has had ran a race uh, at a certain speed before. It was the fastest speed and he, he beat it. And then after everybody found out, then all of a sudden everybody surpassed Roger Bannister. So it's because you know, once one human, once humans see one human doing it, then it's like, oh, that's possible. So if that human can do it, I can do it. And then they surpass, they want to surpass those results. And then people did. So, um, you know, I think you mentioned earlier in the show, you know, we're all human, regardless of being male or female. And, but yeah, so it's, 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 um, it's, I love when I hear other, you know, when, you know, when I hear other females doing like surpassing huge success in business that is typically commonly associated with the male, it, um, you know, it makes, it's like, oh, that's possible. It sends a message that that's possible. Right. So, um, I never understood how people go the other way though, with, with jealousy or, you know, it's like, I don't get it. It's like, they just showed you that that's possible. So why don't you work hard, focus, and you can get to where they got, you know? So um, like everything you can figure out, you know what I mean? So you can figure out how to tap into resources. You know, we do live in an abundant 
uh, world today, you know, more than we ever have before. Like anything really is much more easier to create today than it ever was in any other decade. Yeah, our world is at our fingertips. Like it, um, one of my Facebook Facebook memories popped up a couple of days ago where I had said I had worked for four hours and made $43. I came home and sold some of my gym equipment on Craigslist and made 250 in about 30 minutes. And I said that that was where, <laughs> that was where my mind started shifting like, hmm, <laughs> like, like maybe I should step into that a little more. Cause like people hear business and they're thinking I gotta have all kinds of degrees and I gotta have this. And I need to have a team of 50 people. And like, you don't need any of that. All you need is something to sell in a smartphone. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that said, that's all you need. And it could be yeah. something as simple as like what we're doing right now, this second, we're giving away information. You know, and, and there's people like I could probably string together a few of these and put together a course that, that I can sell. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it, it's that simple. It's like what's something you have that you can teach someone else? That's all you need. And you'll be surprised wh where it can go. I interviewed a woman, Ashley Armstrong, a couple months ago. And she just posted a couple, couple. I think she posted about two weeks ago. She just had her first $2 million week in revenue. $2 million a week. That's insane. You know, so for someone like me, I don't want all that. <laughs> you know, it's like, I just want enough to be comfortable to where, like, if, if something ca catastrophic happens, no big deal. If I want to take a month off, no big deal. Like, I, I just want to be at that point. It's like, I, I don't need like, like multiple millions per, per month. But, but I share that because I think a lot of it too is what keeps people inside is that, they're they're using someone else's definition for success, you know. Whereas my definition is that I want to hike when I want to, I want to work because because I want to, I want to do things because I want to. Like I want to have that freedom to just do what I want when I want. That's it, you know. Like I don't I don't need you know a hundred a hundred employees in a big building. And <laughs> like like for me that doesn't do it. Like that doesn't sound like fun to me. It's like I want. I'm a very high energy, fun, happy-go-lucky person, and I just want to create something that will allow me to be that person. You know, so if I'm managing a team of a hundred people, I'm gonna feel like I'm right back in the restaurant industry again, or in back in the corporate world again. And for me, I don't want that. So, do do you find that in your travels that people really don't know what they want? Yeah, absolutely. I mean. Um, I think some people think they know what they want based on, you know, what they've seen and heard and they think, oh, that sounds good. And they adopt it as their own. But again, because they're not being tapped into what their unconscious desires and fears are. And I think this is why that um, movement with, um, I, I knew, I'm not right. ayahuasca, ayahuasca, ayahuasca became so popular. Oh, no, it's, it's ayahuasca is a plant medicine and people tend to go, they'll fly to Costa Rica or like Peru to oh, take okay. it with, with a shaman and it's a guided, um, you know, I don't know, experience, but you're, it's a powerful plant. They call it a plant-based medicine. Um, but I don't know. I, from what I hear, it just sounds like LSD to me. <laughs> um, you know, so it's just basically a shortcut to go into your unconsciousness to uncover your desires and fears. But you don't need ayahuasca to do that. It's just, you know, people who just don't, you know, want to develop that deep practice. Or maybe they do, but... I'm just going to call ayahuasca like a very quick boom. You're there. <laughs> you're, you're, you're facing your feet, your real deep unconscious fears and uh, desires, but you can do that with meditation, like, but you know, regular med quiet meditation um, or a hypnosis going under a hypnosis. Um, and uh, you know, there are ways or just writing, you know, in, in a, in a trance like state, um, talking to your unconscious mind, the first thing that comes up, what is that for you? Um, asking yourself, 
yourself deep questions. Actually, on my site, for this, for this reason, I developed um, a self-care journal that comes with a series of like 51 deep questions. So you're not the only one that appreciates deep questions to get down to the, your psyche. Uh, so it's, I develop a series of questions in the self-care journal. People can download for free and answer the questions, and it prompts them into going to know who they are. Actually, a lot of similar questions that you've asked me on the show um, to, you know, where there are questions that you just haven't thought of since you were a kid or since you were adolescent, right? And it really puts you in touch with, oh yeah, yeah, that's what I, what I used to do. And it just puts all the pieces together as to how you formulated your identity um, throughout your life and what is your true desires and fears and how to grow from there. Yeah, so whether I'm working with fitness people or whether I'm working with the story creation or whether I'm helping people with their business, I always start with, I call it a pain assessment. So it's like a, it's a, big, it's a big module where I completely dump your mind. <laughs> I don't, I don't, everything that's in there, we go, we hit deep, like deep, deep, deep. Because again, like I tell people, if you're going to pay me to get you a result, I'm going to get you the result that you actually want, you know, because sometimes it's not the result you're telling me, you know, like I helped a woman create a podcast and she's a clinical psychologist and she, she kind of wanted to go in one direction. And I, you know, I kind of steered her into where I feel like where she needs to go. And I told her, it's like, you know, we both discussed the law of attraction, right? And we just happened to be on a random panel together. She saw the title, the, the title behind me. And she's like, oh, what does that, that, that mean? We got the talk in it. She's like, oh, it's like, I, I, I need someone like you in my life. Let's connect after the show. So I said, okay. So we start talking and, you know, I'm giving her steps, steps to take. And she's like, yeah, but I was like, oh, well, remember when you said you need someone like me? <laughs> so I was like, if this is what you want to do, this is where we should go. You know, it's like, it's like we spoke about the law of attraction on that show. You pointed me out. You wanted to connect with me. Here I am now. Now don't dismiss what I'm telling you. <laughs> and I feel like that happens a lot. It is people either go to the wrong people for advice or they reject the advice of the people that actually have what they need. <laughs> you know, so you see that in your travels as well. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, I absolutely do. Um, again, just people just you know holding on to things that they're familiar with because that keeps them feeling in their mind or in a, a false sense of security, um, sticking to what they what they know because it's a comfort zone. Yep, so true. All right, so with your with your, your site, what's what's your bestseller? I would say uh, yoga leggings, yoga leggings, facial, the organic facial masks. Um, people love the organic facial masks because it's literally 100% natural, right from Mother Earth, um, like the Rasu clay mask. Um, and it just improves your skin's less elasticity and, you know, really goes deep and cleans the pores. Um, the crystals. You know, people love crystals. Girls love crystals. My daughter um, is obsessed with crystals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the site just offers a lot of variety of ways to incorporate crystals, not just, you know, holding them in your hands, but as bookends, as uh, serving platters, as coasters, as candle holders, you know, because they're very pretty to look at. Um, and also it does emit certain energy frequencies in the home to give you that good vibes all throughout the day. Um, yeah, those are a few of my bestsellers. And then organic soaps, of course, people that want the natural soaps to wash their body with. Um, that's a 100% natural on the site. And they're also really pretty to look at with the different colors in them. and uh, candles. All the candles are natural. And uh, so, yeah, those are a few things that are bestsellers. Nice. Yeah, that, I'll definitely have, have both of my daughters take a look at it because I have one who's obsessed with crystals, one who's obsessed <laughs> with candles. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah definitely uh, definitely put that out there. I'm going to share, share the site w within my, my fitness network as well because um, I love what you're doing. 
So if you can, Thanks. if you, if you can give, give yourself, give yourself or give your site, like, you know, a two minute pitch, what would you say? Yes. I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> a two minute pitch. Okay. So basically for any females who value self-care or who want to dive deep into self-care more, it's basically a one-stop shop for all your self-care needs. You know, like I mentioned, you get your crystals, you get organic candles, your organic facial masks, amazing, unique, fashionable, comfortable yoga leggings, all at affordable prices, free shipping as well. So. Good stuff. Do, do you do cut do you do custom leggings? No, I don't do custom leggings, but that's a it's a good idea though. Maybe in the future, maybe. Yeah, because I mean, slap this logo on some, and my my gym, my gym girl will buy them up. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So if so, this there's a young young woman that sitting out there right now, who's in pain. She doesn't know what to do. She feels lost. What do you say to her? Mm, I say to her, you know, the first step you have to, uh, like, what is it that you want and how are you going to get it? Uh, Ask yourself, how are you going to get to live the life you want to live where you're feeling fulfilled? It gives you energy and thereby you're contributing to others because when you feel fulfilled and you're living a life that you know you've created by design that you know um meets your rules meets your blueprint of you know how you want to live and you know who you want to be surrounded by the type of particular lifestyle you want to live and what that makes you feel like you got to really tap into that. So I would say the first step would be um, tapping into, yeah, your desires by journaling, meditating, um, and then writing and asking yourself some really good questions um, like you have on the show (laughs) to me. Right. (laughs) So, you know, I would say, you know, tap, asking yourself really good questions as to how I'm going to get there, how I'm going to create that life I want, activates your mind, activates that reticular activating system to stay laser focused. And all of a sudden you'll start to opportunities will open up like, cause you'll start to like brainstorm opportunities. Like, Oh, I can do that. Oh, I, I know so-and-so and they're connected to that and they have this resource. Oh, we can partner together on this joint venture. Um, you know, if it's in a professional capacity and then in a relationship capacity, well, you know, um, if you're, if she's leaving a toxic relationship, um, she needs time to heal and then build up her self-love and self-worth. And then, you know, so she can attract and the right, uh, particular person for her that shares the same values and shares the same beliefs. And, um, so yeah, those are a few things. So, and, and I want to tie them all together. So I take everything that you just said and just try to put it into one key sentence. And that's, what do you want? You know? So what just, it, yeah, just what do you want? And what are you going to do to get it? <laughs> you know, what like, do I want? No, oh, so, sorry. No, 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 I mean, just taking everything in general that you just said. And yeah. that's that's what I would say. To that girl, I would just say that woman. I would say, "What do you want, and what are you gonna do to get it?" You know, because that second part is what's missing. Because people can go out, you know, men or women. Like if a group of men go out, and it's just gonna be a whole bunch of bravado talk, and then if a bunch of women go out, nine times out of ten, they're bashing their husbands or the girl at work that they're that close to slapping. You know, it's like, <laughs> and, and it's never like, all right, what can we do to crush life? You know, it's like that's that's the piece that's missing. And I feel like more people will step into their power, step into their truth once they're actually working towards something fulfilling. Like where it shifted for me was the first time I took my kids to the Hershey Museum in Pennsylvania. Well, just just Hershey itself is its own city, you know. And so we, we did the Hershey tour. We went through the museum and I was like, 
this this is like the ultimate legacy. Like this dude's got a town, he's got a theme park, he's got a museum, like all about his life. So it's like, what do you want to leave behind? You know, and like that's one of the biggest questions I ask people. Like, what do you want to leave behind? And I'm gonna ask it to you because your mission is to get to a billion people. Like legacy wise, what does that look like for you? That looks like a lot more people loving themselves, thereby being like fully being able to love themselves, thereby being able to fully love others, which we desperately need that on our planet. We need um, to really recognize and understand that it's due to self confusion. Um, uh, that leads to, you know, really embracing these egoic behaviors uh, towards others um, to feel a sense of importance, you know, like we're seeing it today. I mean, especially yeah, with this, all this division around um, whatever it is, politics or whatever, but it's just really it's if you really if you really look at it, it's um, it's really stemming from this. You know, you know your idea, your opinion is not valid, but mine is more superior. It's a sense of like, yeah, superiority. It's a sense of it's just. I would love to like just be able to like eliminate that particular type of. Um, I guess it's it's it's, it's a def, it's a self defense mechanism to protect ego to give them a sense of importance right so if you really love yourself really tap into yourself you know truth truth being um you know we're all here <laughs> we all breathe uh, we all we're all have like the same humanly bodily functions so therefore you know we can rewire our mind and you know any way we like with effort and concentration and, and a willingness to seek knowledge and uh, put in the work to do so. But um, yeah, so if we can all get there and it just requires a deep understanding of self, it requires a, a just a deep understanding of others and basically universal truth in this way, we can all like have more healthy, loving relationships as a result, because at the end of the day, life is really all about relationships, relationship with yourself, relationship with your spouse, relationship with your friends, relationship with your family, relationship with the universe or whatever you want to call this universal source energy, universe, God, source, whatever that label is to you. Yeah. We're constantly in a relationship with something. So the most important relationship we need to cultivate is relationship with self to cultivate that love with self. Therefore, we can cultivate a lot of love for others, including the universe as well. Absolutely. Great answer. Great answer. So, <laughs> so we got to bring it down. So I'm going to give you a final word. You can say whatever you want to say. You can pl plug your site again. You can give give advice, whatever you want to say. It's your final word. Well, your final, <laughs> your final thoughts. I don't want to say word, but your final thoughts. Uh, my final thoughts. I honestly loved being on the show. Robert is amazing. I think everybody should subscribe to his podcast on Apple iTunes or Spotify or whatever you can find his podcast. I'm very grateful that you had me on your show. I enjoyed every minute of it. Excellent questions. So, um, and then and for anybody out there that wants self-care products, of course, go to happybeingwell.com. And I have a lot of free resources on free ebooks around, like I mentioned, self-care journal and also um, how to meditate efficiently and much more with ease. If you're struggling with developing a consistent meditation practice, there is an ebook there for you to download um, under the blog section under resources to download the ebook called Meditation Made Easy. So that is my last words, Robert. And, <laughs> and my, no, wait, my last words. Thank you for having me on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> my pleasure. Thank you for taking the time to be here. And I'm actually going to give you a second final word because you also have a podcast. 
Yes, I do. So Happy Being Well has a podcast named Happy Being Well on Apple, iTunes, and on Spotify and, and other uh, audio platforms as well. And it is similar to like Robert's show, basically talking about personal development, talking about self-care, talking about also I do provide some guided meditations as well, how to activate your abundance, wealth, um, as well, and self-love as well. So there are some guided meditations on the Happy Being Well podcast, which you can find on Apple or Spotify. Um, and you can locate it directly on the Happy Being Well site under blog. You'll see the drop down for podcast. Um, and you just click on it and it'll take you right to the Apple iTunes podcast. And Robert is going to be on Happy Being Well podcast, uh, I believe, July 19th, I think, or July 20th. Yes, July 19th. Yes. Yes. So you can catch Robert on my podcast. Yes. So So then you'll get to ask me the tough questions. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That's awesome. All right. Well, again, thank you very much. Don't sign off. Okay. Yeah, I want to talk to you after we we go off. But again, thank you very much. You shared a lot of great stuff. I got a full page of notes here on you, full page of notes. (laughs) And this was great. So thanks again. All right, take care. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. So that was Rita. If you're tuning in late, make sure you go back, watch the entire thing. The the biggest takeaway here is to get get in touch with what it is that you want. Right. And that, like no one else can decide what you want except you. We can help you sift through all the things you know that are cluttering your mind to get to what it is that you want. But then once you figure out what that is, work your tail off and go get it. Like it doesn't matter what's in your way. You can get it. And as I say to end every single show, you're if you're in the mountains, right, you can't change the grade of the mountain, but you can make yourself stronger to climb it. All right, so we're going to end with that, and you guys have yourselves a great day. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com slash speaks on Instagram at Robert underscore B underscore Foster. On Twitter at RBF underscore fitness and on Facebook at Robert B. Foster. Till next time, shut up and grind.